Well, we are a little low here this morning. Uh, we've got a number of people that's out sick, uh, and then we've got a number that's gone. Uh, I want to kind of give y'all a little update here. Uh, you know, Rhonda Holder that's usually up here, uh, she has been in the hospital. Uh, she had COVID. Well, she's home now, and uh, her husband's got COVID. Her daughter has got COVID, and... Uh, then her dad, Robbie, that sits back here, he fell. And uh, he's kind of stove up. He's not hurt bad, but he's, he's, he, he's, uh, he's got a lot of hurting going on right now. But he's, I talked to him, and he says he's doing a lot better, and uh, he's feeling a lot better. So they should, I hope, be back next week. Uh, Gene, that plays the guitar, he's sick. We don't know. I don't know if it's a, a virus or what. There's a stomach virus, they say, going around. And a number of people have got this. And uh, Dale and Beverly Foster and their kids have gone to Arkansas to see their other grandkids. So there's six right there that's not here. And then we got uh, Ronald and Pat Latham out sick and their family. So that there's, you know, another six people or so. And... Uh, so we've got a number, that, and then there's some here that I don't know what's wrong, that they just couldn't be here. And so, but I want to keep these in prayer. And uh, before we do this, Betty Luna, that she's a member here. She hadn't been here in a while. She's had a, a, a pretty rough sickness, an infection in her legs, and she couldn't get around hardly. But her son passed away. Um... So uh, I went down here about, I guess it was probably September, October along there, and he wanted to be baptized. He had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. So I went down to Holiday, Texas, and baptized him. He wanted to be baptized. And then last Thursday, he passed away. Uh, he's been sick for quite a while. And uh, so Monday I'll make a trip down to Holiday and do his funeral service. So y'all keep Betty in prayer. Because she's going through a lot right now. And uh, so anyway, uh, I will go down there Monday. And there's a little boy, his name is Dylan Martin. He is in Cook's Hospital and he's got a brain tumor. And they, right now they say it's inoperable. And, but they're trying to go in, they're trying to get a biopsy to see exactly what it is and everything. And I had a call from his, his grandmother if I would go to Cook's, anoint him with oil and pray for him. I did. And uh, so y'all keep Dylan in prayer. Uh, his grandmother, now that is Sheila Carey. Her, her dad used to pastor this church and he retired and he's passed on to go home to be with the Lord now. But uh, she said she wanted somebody that would that believes in anointing with oil, believed in the Holy Spirit, had the Holy Spirit. But that's who she wanted to go down and pray for him. So anyway, I went down and had a nice visit with him and uh, prayed over him. And so y'all just keep Dylan in prayer. His name is Dylan Martin, and he's 14 years old. And uh, so y'all keep him in prayer. And so before we get started... Uh, I just I would like to have a prayer for all those that are not here that they're going to be traveling for those that are sick 
and for Dylan and for Betty and for them that uh, they're needing prayer desperate. You know, when you lose a, a loved one like Betty did here, and uh, she 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 just really going through some things right now, and uh, so let us pray for them. Father God, we just come into your presence. Father, you see everything that's going on. You see all that's not here this morning, Lord. And Lord, you know the reason. And Lord, we're just asking you for those that are sick to touch them, to heal their bodies. For those that are traveling on the road, Lord, I ask you to give them safe travel as they come back home, Lord. And just watch, put your hand of protection on them and bring them back safely. Lord, just for those that just for some reason or other, whatever it is, it couldn't be here today. Bless them, Lord, and just touch them. And, Lord, and just uh, shower your blessings upon them. And, Lord, again, we thank you for blessing our church, for being here with us. And, Lord, I just ask you to bless this service today, although we're, we're short and we're few. But, Lord, it's your faithful and it's those that love you. And, Lord, I'm just asking your special blessing upon each person here today. And, Lord, we just give you praise and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh I wanted to bring a message this morning. Like I said, I didn't realize we would be this low. So, probably a lot of you, this isn't even going to uh, have any meaning to. Because you're already doing it. But there's a number of people out there that they're going to have to make a decision. You know, we're coming into a brand new year. We're going to start out different. And there's a lot of people right now. I know they're making New Year's resolutions out there and everything else. But one resolution they ought to make and keep is this year, I'm accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm going to get back in church or I'm going to get in church and I'm going to serve Jesus. And uh, that's my prayer. You know, I hope that more people will wake up. If they'll just look around, they see how close we are getting to this world ending. And uh, if they want to be in heaven, you know, the Lord Jesus said there's two roads to heaven. There's a wide, smooth, easy-going road, but that road takes you to hell. But then there's a narrow road. It's, it's, it's a hard road to walk in this world. But if you'll stay on that road, and Jesus will walk with you, that road is what gets you to heaven. And we're going to look at this. Which road? As a matter of fact, that's the title of my message. Which road will you take? There's still many out there trying to decide. Which road will I take? Do I want that easy road? Do I want that nice road, that comfortable road? That's walking in the world. Or do I want to go that, that narrow road, that rough road, that, that hard road to walk? And it is. It's a hard road to walk. When you get the Holy Spirit in you, it's a whole lot easier to walk it. And once you accept Jesus Christ, you're going to get that Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. He's automatically going to come and live in you. And uh, But like I said... The, this journey of life has two roads and two destinations. But the choice of which road to take is your choice, my choice. We have to make a choice of which road we're going to walk on. You know, most people say, well, what about children? Well, children, you know, before they come to the age of accountability, they walk on a road called the road of innocence because they don't know about Jesus. A lot of the parents are still contemplating, do I want to serve Jesus? Or am I going to stay in the world? What am I going to do? And their children don't know anything about Jesus, but they're young. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's called the road of innocence. 
But then, there's a period there after that you come to a crossroads. You're going to come to these roads, and you're going to have to make a decision. Which road am I going to take? Which road am I going to take? Which road am I going to walk on? And the decision you make is going to be very important. And it's a very important decision. Because one road leads to heaven, and one road leads to hell. You have to make the choice of where you're going to spend eternity. You know, God does not force you to make a choice. I mean, he does not force you to, to choose heaven or to choose hell. But you have to do that on your own. God gave us a free will to make our own choices as to what we want. Of course, he wants us to choose him so that we can have eternal life in heaven with him. If we choose not to take the Lord Jesus as our Savior, we're going to have eternal life in hell. That's the only two destinations we have. Two destinations, heaven and hell. There's no in-betweens. There's no period in there where you're halfway to heaven and you're halfway to hell. No, it's one or the other. And, that's, and, and Jesus says, I want you to make that choice. That choice is going to be up to you. You know, it's kind of like Joshua told the Israelites in Joshua 24, 15. When they was going into the promised land, Joshua told them, You choose this day whom you will serve. And that's kind of what he's telling us. You choose this day whom you are going to serve. Uh, it goes on, it says, whether, whether you choose to uh, serve the gods which your father served when they were on the other side of the flood or whenever they were in Egypt uh, or the gods of the Amorites and whose land you're dwelling in now. These were all worshipped idols. They didn't worship God Almighty, the true God. The Israelites did, but then the Israelites made a lot of mistakes too because they got into worshipping false gods. Many of us, if we don't watch it, we'll end up worshiping a false god. And that would be the god of this world. He's going to offer you everything in the world, and I'm going to show you this in just a minute. That he says, if you will choose me, I'll give you whatever you want. See, that's what he told Jesus in the desert. Choose me, and all this that you can see, I'll give you. And he could have done it. He was the god of this world even then. But, I, but Jesus rebuked him and told him, says, you know, he said, you do not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We are to live by the word of God and what God's word says. And when we use that word just like Jesus, when he used that word of Satan, Satan had to leave. Now he'll come back, but he'll have, he had to leave at that period of time. And... Uh, and I like what uh, Joshua said when he closed, what he was, when he was talking to the Israelites. He says, I don't know about you, but as far as me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. My, my choice is made. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to dwell on it. My family and myself are choosing to follow and walk with God. And that's kind of what we need to do. Men... As the head of our households, sometimes we have to make the decision. Family, we're going to church, and we're going to follow God. You know, and, it, and there's a, it, it kind of asks there, how will you know when you come to the crossroads? How will you know this? You know, well, 
When you stand at the crossroads, I'm going to tell you something. What will you see? What do you think you're going to see when you stand at those crossroads? You're going to see Satan standing right there, and he's going to be right there at that wide road. He's going to be enticing you. Come this way. Follow me. I'll give you whatever you want. And like I said, he can do it. The wide road has many people walking on it. There's a lot of people walking on it. While the narrow road, the Bible says, while the narrow road has only a few. So this tells us there's going to be a whole lot more people in hell than there is heaven. There's a whole lot more walking on the wide, narrow, easy, smooth road than it is walking on the narrow, rough road. And uh, Jesus said in Matthew <coughs> chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, he says, <coughs> excuse me, many will enter in at the straight gate, which is the wide road. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there will be many which will go in the wide, because the straight is the gate, and the narrow is the way which leads into life, and few there find it. He said, you're going to have so many more go through this wide, easy walking gate. And that's going to be that easy, smooth, wide road. No obstructions, just easy going. But then that narrow road, he said, there will be few on it because it's a harder road to walk. And most of y'all know, when you first started walking on that narrow road, it was hard. Because every time you'd get on that road, somebody would meet you trying to tempt you into something else. Trying to tempt you, oh, come on over here. This road's a lot easier to walk. This road here is so smooth. Oh, it's so much fun over here on this road. And you can have whatever you want. See, that's what Satan is. Satan is who and whatever you want. He can give you that, and he'll give it to you up to a time whenever judgment comes. So we have to remember, yes, that, 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 that narrow road is harder to walk on, but that narrow road is what's going to get us to heaven. So if you're really, it's right here, I, I wrote this down here because as I was reading, it said, if you're confused about which road to take, if you step closer to the wide road, the well-traveled road, you will hear Satan, the master of that road, asking you, come walk with me. Come follow me. He's going to be tempting you to go with you. Satan will be very enticing. If you take his road, the enticements along this road are many. He's going to, he's going to do everything he can to tempt you to walk with him. And some of the things he tempts you with, it's everything you ever wanted. How many times have you wanted something? Oh, I wish I had that. Oh, I'd do anything for that. Satan will give it to you if you'll walk with him. He'll give you whatever you wanted. And there's no limit to what Satan can and will offer you to get you to follow him. But if you'll take his road, he'll give you whatever you want. And on this road, which is Satan's road, you can pick the kind of life you thought you wanted. You have a choice. You can do whatever you want to do. But remember, one day that road's going to end. That road's going to end. But you know, there's one thing that Satan does. Satan never mentions the final results of walking his road. He don't tell you what his final results are going to be if you walk his road. If he did, if he told you what the results would be, you're going to know right away 
who he is. You're going to know that he is Satan. And, and, and this here, I'm, I'm talking, if he told you all these things, that would betray him. You would know exactly who he is. And chances are, if you knew exactly what you were doing and who he was, you would not walk that road. If you've, if you've known anything at all about God, his word, if you've been in church, you know what, you know what Satan is. You know what's going to take place if you follow him. But we would see that Satan, to, he, he would make himself known. He would be that wolf in sheep's clothing we keep hearing about. He's who John 10.10 10 tells us about. He's the thief that comes not only but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That is Satan's job, is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. To turn you away from God. Satan does not want you serving God whatsoever. Satan knows the blessings you're going to receive. He knows that if you know who he is, you will not choose him. And the, But the result of walking the broad road, if we do this... It leads to hell. It leads to hell, the place where the fire is never quenched. It is never quits burning. You know, they, they gave an example. It's called Gehenna. It was just outside of Jerusalem. It was like a dump. And they would burn and burn and burn the garbage that was brought there. That fire never went out. They put everything in the world in that from dead animals, criminals, whatever. Many criminals that hung on that cross after they took them down were not buried, but they were thrown into that fire. They were thrown into that dump and burned. That dump, and could you imagine the smell of it? They say that the burning and hell has got the most sickening smell there ever was. And that's for all eternity. That's for all eternity. See, that place was prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, who's telling us about hell? I'll tell you who's telling you about hell. That's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he was the one that put hell together to for punishment for Satan and his angels. And then when man started following Satan, we were included into that punishment. When we said, well, I want to go with Satan instead of God. God said, that's fine. If that's your desire, you do that. But you will receive the punishment, as the same punishment that Satan and his angels will receive. Because you have chosen them over me. So this is not something that we just take lightly. Because like I said, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the end times or where there's going to be judgment taking place. and uh, <clears throat> But do you know, even if you're traveling on that wide road right now, there's still time to turn around. There's still time to turn around. You can say, wait a minute. This narrow, smooth road is not where I want to be. I see where it's leading. You can turn around. And all you got to do is just take a step over and get on the narrow road. God has put them so close together that it takes nothing for you to get off that wide road to get onto that narrow road so that you can walk and get to heaven. It's a little rougher road. There's, there's no doubt about that. But I'll tell you what, it's well worth it. Because then you have eternal life with God. And, uh, 
If we take a, a, a closer look at the narrow road, this road is for, for everyone who sincerely wants it. It's for everyone. God does not refuse any man. If you choose him, he'll take you. God does not refuse. No one is turned away when you come to God. No one. Jesus wants to be your Savior. He asks you to repent of your sins, to surrender your life to him, and to trust in him. If we'll do that, he says, yeah, I will put you in heaven with me. You will be on that narrow road. And he says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29 through 30, this is Jesus talking. He's talking to us. He says, Learn of me, for I am meek, lowly of heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, When you choose me, I'm going to make your life a whole lot easier. It's going to be smoother, and I'm going to pour blessings out on you that you're not going to even be able to contain. You know, it, it, when we go back, let's look back at John 10, 10 for just a second. Jesus, when Jesus, he said, For Satan comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But next, Jesus says something. He said, Yes, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. So we make a choice. I don't, I don't see where there's a hard choice there. You can serve somebody that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, or you can choose Jesus who comes to give you an abundant life, to bless you, to meet your needs, to walk with you. And people can't see this. Satan's got some people so blinded. And he says, for, for Satan has blinded many that we only see what he offers and not the consequences of accepting it. And... Uh, <clears throat> If you, say, if you say yes to Jesus, you know what? Jesus will become your shepherd. He'll be there watching over you. He'll walk with you. He'll take care of you. You know, David tells us about the shepherd. David wrote a psalm, Psalms 23. And see, David was a shepherd. He took care of sheep. And he knew what a shepherd's job was. And when he was talking, and when he wrote this psalms, he was looking toward God. He said, God, the Lord, he is my shepherd. Let's look at it just a second. It's, 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 it's a short, it's, it's just six verses. It says, For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. When I accept him, I'm not going to be in needs. He is going to fulfill everything that I need. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside the still waters. The green pastures was rest. The still waters were peace. You know, sheep would not get near or drink from a roaring and rolling stream. They knew if they fell in, they'd drown. That wool would be so heavy they could not get out, they'd drown. So that calm, still water where they could walk up and drink those green pastures to eat and to lie down in and rest. It says, he restores my soul. You know, when we accept Jesus Christ, that's what he does to us. He restores our soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He wants us to walk in his path. So when people see us, it's reflected to him of how much we love Jesus when they see how we serve him. <clears throat> and in the here, I like this. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. 
There's a story in Luke. A rich man and a poor man. The poor man died. And he says, and the angels escorted him to Abraham's bosom or to heaven. And then he said the rich man died who did not know God at all. He says, he was buried. That's all he says. But he was taken to hell. Because he didn't know God. The rich, the poor man knew God. And God blessed him. He said, as soon as, as soon as that poor man passed on, he was put in Abraham's bosom or he was put in heaven. And you know, we have to admit, now, every one of us, until if, if we're still here before Jesus comes, every one of us are destined to die. Every one of us. Look at Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. For it is appointed to man once to die, and then the judgment. Every one of us has an appointment. <coughs> I like there's a billboard out here on 199. And it's true. <coughs> it says, when you die, you will meet God. One way or another, blessings or judgment. You will meet God. And we're all destined to die. <coughs> There's an appointed time. And we don't know what that appointed time is. But God does. God has given us warnings right now. Be ready. For there is an appointed time. That if, if we don't accept God by the time our appointed time gets here, you know what your destiny is. It's hell. But if you've received God and have Him in your life, the moment, the instant that you die, your soul goes to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. The moment you die. Is it, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So the moment your spirit leaves this body, it goes to be in the presence of the Lord. What did Jesus tell the thief? That on the cross next to him, this day you shall be with me in paradise. When you die, this day, you will be in paradise with me. There's no waiting. Your body stays here, but your spirit goes to be with Jesus. Yes, there are two roads, the wide one and the narrow one. Both end when your life is over. When your life is over, these roads end because you've already made your decision. I hope you've chosen the wide, excuse me, I hope you've chosen the narrow road and not the wide, smooth, easy going. Yes, the narrow road is a little rougher, but it's a guaranteed trip that's going to get you to heaven. Sometimes, you know, we have to go through some things to get what, what we really want. We think we want the things that this world can offer, but those things are going to do nothing but offer us a problem. But to get what Jesus offers is, is salvation, eternal life, to be with God in heaven, to never be sick, to never die again, to never shed tears again, to never have sorrow again. I mean, we're going to be in heaven. And you know, the best thing about heaven, there will be no sin in heaven. Sin is not allowed in heaven. It cannot enter heaven. 
So can you imagine what this world would be like right now if there was no sin? If there was no sin, think of how good everything would be. But the sin, because men couldn't live by Ten Commandments. They couldn't do it. And they sinned against God. And then God had to send His one and only Son to remove that sin from us so we could be with Him. <clears throat> but when we leave this earth, there will come a judgment. God will judge everyone's life by the road they chose to walk on. There's two roads. That's all there is. There's two roads. And you've got to choose which road you want. There's the wide road that's going to lead to hell, and there's the narrow road that's going to lead to heaven. It says that, that, that wide road is very crowded. A lot of people on it. But that narrow road, he says, just a few, but they're on their way to heaven. Eternal life. And here in Hebrew, excuse me, Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. This is God's judgment. He says something. Listen to it. <clears throat> and he, in Matthew 25, 41. Then he shall say also unto them on his left hand. On his left hand. Depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devils and his angels. His left hand are the goats. That's the evil. That's those that's never accepted Christ. Depart from me, for I never knew you. And they have to enter in to hell. But the people walking on the narrow road, listen to what Jesus says to them. In Matthew 25, 34, <clears throat> to them on his right hand, come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He said, heaven has been prepared for you. You've walked the right road. You've served me. Your reward, eternal life in heaven. So we have to make some choices. You know, those who chose the narrow road, they will, excuse me, yeah, for those who chose the narrow road, they will be at home in heaven with Jesus. And this, they say this is such a beautiful paradise that, the, that there's no words to describe it. You know, Paul went to the third heaven. That's where God is. There's three heavens. God's in the third heaven. Paul went there. When he come back, he couldn't even describe what he saw. It was so beautiful. He had nothing here on this earth to compare it to. We cannot even imagine how beautiful, how wonderful, how great heaven is going to be. Look here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. To, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Listen to what Paul says here. He says, But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, neither has it, neither has it, it entered into the heart of man who love him what God has prepared for them. We can't even begin to imagine what God has prepared for us in heaven. We have nothing in this earth, on this earth, to compare what God has for us. We've never seen anything like it. We've never seen anything like it. And uh, so which road are we going to take? 
Which road have you chosen? I hope you've chosen the narrow road and not that wide road. And uh, if, you cho if you choose the narrow road, you've got heaven. But if you choose that wide road, you're on your way to hell. And there's no escape. There's no exit signs in heaven. I mean in heaven, in hell. You're there, and you're there for all eternity. So we have to make a choice, and we have to make it now. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, God tells the people something. And he's still talking to us today. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your, and your seed may live. He's telling us, you have a choice. Choose life. Choose life. Choose heaven. Walk with me. Receive my son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. Follow him. And we're guaranteed eternal life. I hope every one of you today in here have chosen the narrow road to walk on. It's harder, but it's more rewarding. The narrow road is heaven. The wide, smooth, easy walking road is hell. I'm going to... <clears throat> No, I'll tell you what. Karen, can you come up here just a minute and just, just play something? And uh, I mean, there's no sense in everybody coming up here. But she'll just play if you want to, play and sing, sing something. And uh, if you are still trying to make a choice on which road you're going to walk, I hope today you know that the wide road is going to lead to hell, but that, that, that rough, narrow road is going to take you to heaven. I hope you've chose the narrow road. If you're still trying to make up your mind what, what road you're going to walk on, we have altars up here. Why don't you come up here and talk to Jesus? Tell him what's going on in your life. He knows, but he wants to visit with you. He wants to hear what you've got to say. If you're going through some things, Lord Jesus, I just want to spend a few minutes with you. Lord, I'm going through these things, and I need your help. Lord, I want to walk with you. I don't want Satan. And God wants you to walk with him. But you've got to choose to walk with him. So if you need to make a choice today on what road you want to go, can you come down here to this altar? Just pray with God for a few minutes. I'll be down front. I'll pray with you if you want me to pray with you. My prayers are no stronger than your prayers. But I'll be glad to stand in agreement with you. You know, God said we're two or more gathered in his name. His presence will be there. So when you have somebody praying with you and you're agreeing, the presence of God is right there with us. So you have to make a choice. Make a choice. He says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Choose life and the blessings that you and your seed may live. So I'm going to ask y'all to come down if you want to. And then after we get through here, we're going to do communion right fast. So if y'all will, if 
you, if you'd like to just visit with God for a minute, would y'all come down?